This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. is often one of the most difficult emotions to deal with. And one of the things we have to remember is that all of our emotions are given to us for a purpose that's useful. And if we think about humans over the decades and the eons, fear is part of our survival kit, if you will. One good reason to have fear is if there really is true and real danger. And if there is danger, the fear response mobilizes all of your body's resources so that you are more hyper vigilant. It's so that if you are in that fight flight situation, you're able to run as fast as you can to get out of the situation, or to marshal all of your resources to have a battle or a fight in order to preserve your life. So fear is part of survival. It's an early warning system, a sign that there may be danger in the environment. Our challenge in the modern world is that we often engage a fear response even when there is not a survival-related danger. We might feel fear just because something is unknown and we don't know what's in the next room. And other times we feel fear when there's no threat at all. And some people would say that type of fear is what's called false evidence appearing real. So when do you feel fear? Here are a couple of things to remember to do. Number one, assess the situation. Is there real danger? Is a lion or tiger coming after you? That would be real danger. If there is real danger, what is the danger? And what are the options that you have in order to preserve your life? Even in real danger situations, there are options. Like I said, whether you're going to marshal resources to fight or if you're going to put on your tennis shoes and run as fast as you can. And there are different variants of those two basic choices. And so in the fear situation, you want to be thinking about which one I'm going to pick and of the basic category, which option within that category I'm going to access. Once you decide and you implement your choice, you will find that the fear dissipates even as you take action. So the fear is designed to marshal the action. Now, suppose you assess the situation and you discover there really is no real danger. Then you have what I'll call a false alarm. And your body is now in a high state of alert. The heart is beating. Blood pressure is elevated. And your view of the world becomes very constricted. You see what's directly in front of you and maybe not so much 
what's on the periphery because you've got to be very focused. Now, if it's not really a, a true danger situation, you don't want to walk around your work and business life with your heart racing, your blood pressure elevated. You don't want to be in that stress response where your view is constricted and you see fewer options because at work, you want the broadest view possible to open up the windows of possibility for choices on how to move forward. So when you find that fear has been engaged and there's no real danger, then here are a couple of things you can do. Number one, you stop. You take a deep breath, a number of deep breaths, because the physical act of breathing deeply brings calmness into the body. And you want to shift what's happening in your body. Some people find it helpful to take a time out, go outside, walk around, or go to your home gym, do some exercises. The physical action can be part of the time out. So whether it's a calming time out like the deep breaths or an activating one like the exercise, which still calms the body, remember, take a time out. Secondly, begin to shift your emotions. If fear is the predominant feeling I have right now, I may want to read something that I think is humorous to bring a little humor into the situation, watch something on a film or TV that's humorous, or I might want to pull out my gratitude journal and really start meditating on what I'm thankful for. So when you're in gratitude, when you're in humor, it's very difficult to be in fear at the same time. So take some specific actions to shift your emotions. You also want to create that expanded list of options that you can consider for whatever the dilemma is that you're facing. Maybe fear is not the most helpful emotion at this time. However, you do have some choices to make. And the more you can begin to think about what those choices are, that in and of itself is calming. You also may want to reach out to other people, have some conversations with them. And as you talk to others, that begins to shift your perspective, help you to think about other ways to look at your circumstances and to get calm, even when you weren't feeling calm at the beginning. And as you consider the options that you have and you select a way to move forward, moving forward takes you out of what I will call the paralysis of fear. It's almost like that Nike statement of just do it. So choose what you need to do, go do it anyway. And the more you take those actions, the more the fear recedes in the background, it reduces and you realize that you are making progress. If you need expertise, perspective, or help in an area where you don't have the expertise, reach out again to partners and others who can make a difference. And most importantly, select the path and get moving forward on the path. And those are just a few strategies for dealing with fear that's not really based in real danger. As an executive business leader, you have many difficult 
decisions to make every single day. And it's important to think about how do you develop your people? How do you launch and develop high-performance teams? And how do you create a culture that wins every time? If you would like to take a look at your organization and to talk about the wisdom and guidance that would propel you to create a best place to work and also competitive advantage, then I invite you to apply for a consultation to work with me. Go to my website, www.transleadership.com, go to the services page, and under organizational consultation, you will see a tab that says, contact us. That's where you request a consultation. So if you are an executive business leader in a medium to large size company, then I look forward to receiving your application and having a conversation with you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources. Oh,